No, they know you never talk about your money. Right, so at Liverpool in the 80s, you, you'd no idea. No, no. Well, we, the only idea was that Kenny was on far more than he was. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome along to the first Off The Ball Roadshow. After three long years, we're back on the road. It's the Football Pod, live from Castle Bar. Please welcome to the stage your host for the evening, Paddy Andrews, James O'Donoghue, and Tommy Rooney. How are y'all? How are y'all doing? <laughs> Hello, Castlebar. How's it going? James O'Donoghue, you're in Mayo, you made it here. I am indeed. Paddy Andrews, you were looking for directions earlier on. Made it. Google Maps, lads. You made it. It's <laughs> Open uh, goal. As Joe said there, it's the first off-the-ball roadshow in three years. It is the 50th episode tonight of the Football Pod. James, you've been along right, for about half of it. The better half. Mm. <laughs> Don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> it is the very first off-the-ball roadshow. Football Pod Roadshow, excuse me. Paddy, there's only one place we're ever going to go. It was going to be Mayo, wasn't it? I felt that was always going to be the case. Yeah. Even without Moran, I thought we were coming yeah, here well, first. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Moran in a minute. He let us down, but we'll get to him in a minute. Um, just want to do a bit of a sense check here. I presume there's a lot of people from Mayo. We'll come to that in a second. Is there anyone from Galway here? Mayo. Good stuff. Cock and hoof. They're favourites for the All Ireland. They're looking good, aren't they? Come up the front. Come on up here. <laughs> anyone from Monaghan? Is there? Fair play, lads. It's that Banty, is it? <laughs> He's down for a week, say nothing. Anyone from Leitrim? Fantastic. Oh, Look, yeah, the yeah. buzz is back in Leitrim football. And yeah. Andy Moran, fair play for that. Is there any Rossies here? Yes. Thanks, ma'am. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> I presume there's no one from Mead, is there? No. Okay, no. okay, that's the last mention of Mead for tonight. And Mayo, have we had many Mayo people here? Yes. There we go, fantastic. James, going to come to you in a second. Your old buddy Keith Higgins is our special guest tonight. He is indeed. Yeah, he obviously roasted you plenty of times. <laughs> he did, he did, he, he did. did. As, yeah. as the column says, the penalties don't count and the freeze don't count. Penalties count. Penalties are actually double. Okay. And if you win them yourself, treble. Okay. So I think that's the rule. You have done that. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Paddy Andrews, shake your pockets there. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You've a, pretty, audience, lads. you've a pretty good record against Mayo, it's fair to say. Did, yeah. Unfortunately. Not everything oh. went your way, though. Let's have a look at this. <laughs> Paddy Andrews against David Clark. One. And Andrews oh. has it saved, but it comes back to Two. him. Oh, no. brilliant from Clark. Three. Can Four. they keep it out, Mayo? Yes, they can. Absolutely right. outstanding. But two stunning saves. The second one, Paddy. brilliant reflexes from David Clark. James, you're a man who scored plenty of penalties. Can, we, can you talk us through that for a second? Eric was off his line. It's, it's not championship, it's league football. It's Paddy Andrews against David. He Paul. thinks he's Ronaldo at this stage, and then... Actually, to be fair to Hindley, he's... Oh, Clark, 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 Clark. Clark's come off the line a small bit, I'll give you that. But, do you know what I'd say when I missed it? I actually realised when I was taking it, I haven't taken a penalty since the late 90s, so under pressure. But when it comes back here, I'm thinking, all you have to do is hit the target here, this is in. Clark's and Clark comes, it's like fucking Spider-Man coming across. When you get to the fourth one, I knew I was finishing. 
He was the best shot stopper, though, in fairness to, to Claire. He was sensational. He was massive, though, wasn't he? Like, but big we were going down the middle there, yeah? He's not, he's not that big, though, Paddy. No. He's going to go top corner. Do you know what, though? I feel like that may have been karma for what happened the previous October. Sorry to bring this up, Mayo fans. Let's have a look at this. It is one of the key moments in the 2016 final replay. Oh. Neymar, I mean, Paddy Andrews. Look it, at the facial expressions here. Can we cycle through a few of these photos? You can hear the scream. He's calling for it. Morris! Give us that. Any more? Look at that. Now, is there... This is more of a VAR angle. Is there actually contact there? No. Let's have a look. I no, think I'm that was sure. my only touch that day. Yeah, I don't know, Paddy. You made, it, you made a meal of that. But sure, that's it. Neymar-esque. You, you never took a penalty again for Dublin? No. I took four in one go, that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> James, it's fair to say that the peak of your footballing career was 2014. It was, to be fair, it was. You only retired? One like, and out. You only retired this year. <laughs> I know, but look, don't mention the three years in between. Or the well, 15, look, 18 was fairly quiet. Lucky for you. But, but actually, 17 was a low point because we played, we played Mayo in a, in a replay in the semi-final and I was dropped. That was definitely like... It's a low point. In 17. Oh, sorry. More player when when yeah, Aidan yeah. Shea was full back on Donahue. Donahue. Okay. Yeah, sorry. And we weren't great in the first game. And then they dropped me for a second game. Oh, I was sickened. And it was a beautiful day as well for the replay. He uh, was the coach. Yeah, that, Bitsy. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, I haven't talked to him. He since. was bombed out after, wasn't he? You <laughs> won the long No, game. he was there another year, but that was, oh, was, that was a, a disappointing one. Yeah. So I actually don't have much of a history with Mayo. I'd say I came on 11. When Gooch got that unbelievable goal, do you remember he did mm. the he did the oh, dummy yeah, half yeah, and outside yeah, the yeah, left and yeah, half yeah. corner and Crop Park was unbelievable. Obviously we had 14 and then 17 I was dropped for that game. Okay. So it's petty with the history with Mayo. Like it's the big game now in 14, the replay that we're going to get stuck into with Keith Higgins a little later because I don't know if you've all watched it back. I put the link up on Twitter. It is one of the most epic jewels. It's absolutely <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Higgins roasts you. <laughs> like, he, was, he was obviously one of the finest defenders of a generation but I have to be fair to you you kept going and as you always say James you only need one moment you only need one ball now just you had about 30 that day <laughs> well I lost 28 of them yeah, yeah, you only oh. need one ball to go your way thing is though there shouldn't have been a replay that day James O'Donoghue missed a sitter the first day after pulling Kerry back oh, yeah. he misses a sitter in the last minute I did wearing gloves as well. Yeah, it's pissing rain. It's pissing rain. You got a fist with that all. Someone pulled their hamstring just there. It's Keith. <laughs> it is. That's Higgins. No, someone pulled their hamstring wearing wearing twenty four five. Yeah, yeah. So. Paddy, yeah. a big thing for us in the football pod, and it's always been brilliant throughout, is that we have two of the finest forwards from a decade of football. We had it with yourself and Andy. We have it now with yourself and James. So we can analyse shooting quite well. I can't ask you any questions when it comes to defending, but shooting-wise, was that a bad miss? Catastrophic. <laughs> it's an open goal. You're in the D on your left foot. I know. How would you miss that? I know. It was a sitter. But like, that was to win it as well, because like two minutes yeah. before, we were down four points, yeah. maybe five minutes before I down four yeah. points. And we got back and the kick out went long, we broke it and everyone is knackered. You can see everyone is just hanging on by a thread. I, who is yeah. that that falls and pulls a hamstring at the same time? Can we, then, can we slow it down here now though? Because there's so one moment I want to pick out. Hold on here, Paddy. Hold on, hold on now. See the man at the post there. 
Can everyone see that at the post? Hands out. On the 45. On the 45. By the left-hand post, not the right-hand post. Let's roll it and watch him run towards James O'Donoghue. Because <laughs> we picked this up the other day. Oh, sorry, yeah, no. He runs for James and he misses it. Now, we have a couple of photos here of what was actually said. <laughs> Declan O'Sullivan. <laughs> now, I have a feeling... <laughs> <laughs> if he kicked the ball, the leg would have went further, but that was bandages. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have had to fist it over from where he was because he couldn't swing a leg at the time. He, he was about he 60, was goosed. He was 60 yards behind you. Yeah, no. He what? wanted... Um, was he saying give it to the shooter? the shooter? It's like this. He did. He wanted to outside the right it. But no, this is where it is for me. If you miss, everyone can say it was the wrong decision. Was right, so... I think that it was the right decision to shoot it, but obviously I missed it, so mm. I knew that I was going to be in for a bit of trouble after it, regardless. And if anyone was going to give it to you, it's it Declan. was going to be Declan. Like, he badly. So. Was he what? Brogan was the worst with us. Like. Was Bro he? Brogan, Brogan would be off the pitch, and he's still calling for the ball. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on! I was like, we were taken off about 15 minutes ago. Like. He was like, <laughs> he'd be like that. Like. He'd be like, he was 20 yards behind you, and like, he I can't know. kick the ball. Like. Well, you can see, I'm devastated here. And he is only rubbing it in. Are you not making me feel any better here? Do you remember what he said? He's like Downey Vaughan there or something, giving you lip play. He used to say, in fairness, Declan was like an unbelievable leader. Mm. Like, such an unbelievable teammate. But if you did something wrong in his eyes, it was the end of the world. Like, it was near the end of your relationship. So, right. he's just shouting, James! <laughs> James! Like, I don't think he's even saying, you should have passed it to me. He's just shouting my name, but I know. I know what he means. Okay. He thinks I should have passed it them. And I'm sure it was all fine with you afterwards. Mm, with Declan, it would take... I'd have to mend the relationship. We probably had a couple of those. Okay. But uh, that particular one, it's actually funny you say that because that didn't get any better for a while because I'd say that was on the Sunday Yeah. and the replay was on Saturday. 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 In so, Limerick, obviously. In Anyone Limerick. in Limerick that day? Is Mayo Mick here? <laughs> I've seen him getting carted out there outside. Okay. <laughs> He's been thrown out already. Okay. Uh, so we're at the replay then the following week. Are you chatting? So with, we, you we, train, we train once on the Wednesday. Okay. And everyone on the panel knew it was like James and Declan are after having a bit of a thing here. Like it was so fucking awkward. Like so <laughs> I was just trying to mind myself. I knew at the time that I missed it, so it was my issue, my fault. But Declan just hated me for until it was going to be made better. So we played on the following Saturday, and in the dressing room, I'd always be kind of the last one to get ready. I was probably a complete no pain in the hole, really. Not surprised. Wasn't he very <laughs> relaxed? We arrived here about four minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was uh, walking around getting ankle strapping, maybe having a chat with fellas, and I decided this was in the dressing room in Limerick. I'd better get togged off now. Everyone else was in full kit. So I said, I get ready now. All I had to do was literally put on the shorts, put on the jersey, put on the boots, and I'm ready to go. Right. I didn't kind of mess around. So I went over to the, to the bag. Everyone is saying, come on now, lads, replay. I was like, yeah, come on, lads. I turned to the bag, and I opened up the bag, and no boots inside the bag. And <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, no, not today of all days. Please, not today, especially after costing us the game last week. Yeah. Like, it's only a replay because I missed that. And would you not have thing. a spare pair of boots, no? 
oh, there's some fellas be bringing boots, spare laces, spare studs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spare boots, spare laces for the spare boots, spare studs. <laughs> I was basic. Okay. Like, you know, boots in the bag. Backpack like. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. boots in the bag. Make McCarley's job, yeah. So I was looking into the bag and I was like, is there definitely no boots inside this bag? This bag was nearly empty, you know? I was like, turning it upside down, seeing it underneath. And I was like, oh God, please look away, back in, no boots. I was like, <laughs> Where were they? I'm going to have to, I left them in the car in Killarney. So I was going to go have to go around the dressing room five minutes before we went out for the warm up in All Ireland semi final replay. Do you have a pair of boots? <laughs> Spare boots? Do you have a pair of boots? Do you have a pair of boots? And, uh, so I was like, oh God, this is fucking terrible. And next thing, all I hear over my shoulder is, <sighs> what's wrong? <laughs> I was like, please don't be Declan. <laughs> please don't be Declan. Declan, to yourself there it is. <laughs> and I was like, oh God. He said, what's wrong? I said, I'm after forgetting the boots. And he, he took off his boots. And he gave me his boots. In fairness, like, it was an unbelievable act because he had to put on, like, probably boots he's never worn. Or, you know, you'd be yeah, fairly yeah. superstitious about a pair of football boots. So, fair play, yeah. He gave me the ones off his feet. That's unreal. Because I was starting and he was on the bench. And he said, off you go. And, like, he didn't mention how much of a fucking idiot I was or anything, you know, because I felt terrible. Like, okay. like, if Fitzmaurice had known that I'd forgotten the boots, he wouldn't have let me yeah. onto the field. Like, he'd have been. Do you know what? I'll give you till half time to find them. And Barry John, you're starting. Like, that would have been the case. Like, which would be, and it would have been understandable. Yeah. So I was like, oh, thank you so much. And we were fine then after okay. that. And were you we rattled were by that? Because you obviously go on to score two penalties. Uh, I see. I was so relieved that it gave me a boost of about 50%. Wow. Yeah. No, it was, I dodged an absolute bullet. Some story. Yeah. Paddy, you never forgot anything like that, did you? The no, I was always was prepared now, yeah. But you'd have your boots <laughs> prepared for you. AOG used to pay for all our boots. <laughs> this is going to be a long night, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Would you have the gear set out for you in the restroom in Crop Park? Oh, we've lads to put the gear on us. <laughs> Great. I never know. Put your hands open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it on there. Yeah. So, well, as uh, just thought, lads. We, we have a great show ahead. We are going to get our special guest out tonight, Coro Donovan. I'm sorry, sorry, Keith Higgins. <laughs> in a short while. Sorry about that. <laughs> on that it's Emma McCarran you've never been caught out in a catfishing scandal have you? no really? he was a catfisher <laughs> James you have I wasn't I was nah come on it's the lies I, I heard the, the most I checked like. the messages for Cora whatever it was <laughs> no my job no never okay. I was involved in one small incident right. which right. is social media based it's not girl related or anything but what? It's not I don't, I don't woman related. Are you sure we can tell this? Uh, you, you're talking about the story I'm talking about. You go for it, okay, okay. I'll <laughs> let you off it, go on. So I was, new, I was new to the panel, right? I must have been 2011, 2012. So I was unknown, basically. And um, I was sub in 11, came on a couple of games, just finding my feet in 12, and we lost. So kind of the new fellas were getting a bit of heat. This is Donegal. We lost to Donegal the year. Donegal oh, won yeah. the All-Ireland. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they beat Who us in the quarterfinal. Final. I think they beat Mayo in the final. All right, okay. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Sorry, I interrupted. Uh, but, so that was fine. We were getting a bit of heat. But I had this friend that I was hanging around with, still a good friend of mine. And uh, we were hanging around at the time, 
And every so often, he'd ask me the most random questions. Like, he'd ask me, James, how, how do you spell your mother's maiden name? And I was like, whatever, I'd tell him. I'd say, it's Linhan, so I'd spell Linhan. Then a week later, he'd ask me, that dog you had, was that your first pet? <laughs> what was that dog's name again? I'd tell him it was Rex or whatever. Rex. 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 <laughs> <laughs> not, not the hardest one. Rex or Rex. And then he'd go, the street you're living on, have you always lived there, or do you have a different first street uh, <laughs> that you lived on? So I was like, his name was Dennis Sheehan. I said, Dennis, will you fuck off and stop asking me stupid questions? But at that stage, I'd given him like seven or eight answers to these very personal questions. Right. But we had an element of trust. But at the same time, we had a relationship where you could fuck each other over. <laughs> and you'd expect the same back. So I, we lost to Donegal, and I was working in the bar at the time, my grandfather's bar, uh, Linhens in Killarney. So I was in bed one of the days after we lost to Donegal. And next thing, my uncle comes barging in the door, going, James, get up, get up. What are you after doing online? Were you out last night? I said, no, I was working last night. Get up and check. He didn't even know what Facebook was at the time, right? But I had, it was after getting Facebook hacked. Okay. So we lost to Donegal. I was getting a bit of heat, no problem. But my Facebook status read, Jesus party was right. Kerry supporters are fucking animals. <laughs> Yes. I swear oh, okay. to God. How, how, long, how long is that up for? It was up for, I'd say, a day, maybe. So I'd gone to work. I don't oh. even know what phone I had in 2012. You weren't getting sponsored stuff like that. <laughs> oh. No, God, no. So I let, it was up there for like a night and maybe a day. So I went to log on. My Facebook password had changed. So I was like, oh, how am I going to log in here? So eventually I got around to it, checked the comments. Like all the comments were like, you're on the panel of wet week and you think you're a man already. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I am so fucked here. So I actually, one of the county board members actually rang me and goes, James, you want to report this to the guards? So I was like, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know what had happened as far as I was concerned. It was completely random. Uh, someone just got my password. And there wasn't many instances of that at the time. Do you know, like now, if someone left their Facebook on, you'd hammer them on it. But at the time, it was kind of new. Mm. Like, so people 100% thought it was me. Like. So I went to the guards, reported it. And about two years later, I'd say, uh, we were sitting in after a club game. He was on the club team as well, Dennis. And we were chatting away, and I think there's about 20 of us in the room, all close friends. And they knew how much of a hard time I got over that. And the, the room was quiet, and next thing, Dennis goes, do you remember that Facebook hacking you got there two years ago? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, as if like, it's going to kick off here. And then the whole room just burst out laughing. Like he played this serious long game. He must have asked me questions for eight weeks <laughs> to get the Facebook password and absolutely do me. But then he knew it caused way too much of a stir he to admit quiet. straight away. Two years he lasted on it. Oh, it was, it was quality. It was a good one, but I actually still own one back over the neck. Yeah, you'll get them back. Paddy, you were famously pranked by your Dublin teammates. I think a lot of people would have heard the story by now. We might be rolling the video a little later in the intermission. <laughs> you turned up to Jim Gavin's house with a bag of cans. <laughs> it's never the same after that again, really. It was always up against it after that one, yeah. Yeah. Barged past his wife or his daughter, was it? Uh, no. Wife, it was Jennifer. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It was more like... Would you have that culture in the Dublin dressing room? Would you be messing with each other? 
There was a bit of that now, yeah. I think it's the same across the board. I'm sure Keith will have the same. Like, but mm. it was more just specifically like, like Jim, like we're playing Kerry in three weeks. You are not to go out. And I was like, Jim, no problem. <laughs> I'll go. I'll train right now. I'm ready to go. Three weeks. And the second you get on the bus with the lads, it's bank holiday weekend as well, like, like this weekend. Yeah. And uh, and the lads are like, we're out. And I was like. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 36 hours later, arriving over to the house, like, and I was like, it fucking looks very quiet here now. This ring a Mick, where are you? He goes, we're all out the back, just barge through there. Sister's there at the he, door. The he sent you the address, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, knock on the door. This woman opens the door, and I'm like, still looks very quiet. Like, where are the lads? I've a bag, crate of cans. Like, just, there was no going out of this one. Uh, there's no party here. I said, ah, no. Talking to Michael Darrell, like, they're out the back. I said, no, there's no party here. And like, literally, like, fucking pushing you out the door. Like. So he's like, right, fair enough. Back down to the driveway. Put the cans on Jim's fucking pillar. Like, ring Mick. Oh, Mick, where are you? And he goes, oh, my God, that's my sister. I told you, don't mind her. Just barge her out of the way. Like. <laughs> so after that, like, and not at, at any second does it cross my head, I'm being had here, like, that 36 hours of share, you would do that to you. And I, like, definitively march back up. I'm, like, nearly, like, Ernie kicking the door in, like, <laughs> and she opens the door again. I was like, the lads are out the back. Like, hold those cans and going out. And she goes, Paddy Andrews. I was like, yeah. And she goes, this is Jim's house. And, like, I'm halfway in the corridor. <laughs> what? She goes, this is Jim Gavin's house. He's upstairs, will I get him? And you know when you just sober up like that? <laughs> I literally, I've never moved as fast in my life before or since. Uh, literally just ran out the door. Go, no, Jennifer, you're all right, don't get him. Legged it up, she left the cans there, it was a waste. <laughs> uh, got to the bottom of the driveway and rang the lads and they were all around the place called The Orchard in Rathfarnham. Booze around the corner. And there was roars, like, like the whole boozer was in on it. So I still didn't go home, got a taxi around <laughs> to the orchard and arrived in King's Chair stuff. Yeah. There you go. But, uh, that was fear to God, that one. Like, yeah. How would you go training on the Tuesday after that? <laughs> we went training on the Tuesday and it was like, everyone knew, obviously. Did he and, know? Yeah, I was, he was looking down the fucking stairs at me. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely a full set pajamas man as well. He was we were playing these fuckers in the semi. We won that one, I think. Um, so we're right <laughs> train on the Tuesday and the lads are giving me uh, like you're under pressure here, Wolf. And I was like, fuck, I know. Still have the fear like. And he called a meeting before training and I was like, no way. <laughs> I'm literally gonna get drop kicked out of DCU off the panel again before we play you lads. Not a dicky about it. Never said a word. I was like, we're doing this in training tonight. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Trained away. Played all the games after that as well. Like, so it was the first time we actually spoke to about it, lads. That was 13. I got married there a few months back. Still married. Congratulations. Easy, isn't it? Congratulations. Um, and he was at the wedding. And one of the lads told that story at the wedding. And the first time, nine years later, actually had a chat with him about it. It was never said a dicky ever since. There you go. Jesus, that's good management though, because he could have. Great management. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very grateful for that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we are going to be talking a lot of football tonight, lads. We have the Sorry. good stories out of the way. We have a big legend, and I want you to give a proper Mayo welcome for one of your own, Keith Higgins. Now, can we look at this for a second? Keith Higgins, can you stand up for one second there, please? No. Because you, <laughs> you have not retired. Keith's obviously still hurling for Mayo. You're in unbelievable shape. Yeah, not saying on about the two boys, but you're just... Looks can be deceiving, Tommy. Yeah, I was you talking know. to a buddy of yours earlier on. I won't say his name, Andy Morn. <laughs> and he said... Well, you tell Keith that he never caught me in the record Mayo appearances. But then he said, and this is actually ridiculous, Keith actually has about 250 appearances in the Mayo jersey when you combine the hurling with the football. And I just think that is absolutely Correct. remarkable. So just a round of applause for that, please. Thank you. Yeah. I was wondering where you were going with that story when you started off with Andy Moore and saying he never caught me. I think everyone's caught Andy Moore now. He's not the best <laughs> in the world, so. Speed merchant. Yeah. You're very welcome. Thank you, yeah. It's nerve-wracking coming up now with these two boys either side of me. What you Bad, bad memories. Interrogation. Mm. I don't I think you, collectively you may have bad memories, but individually you must have good memories. You roasted the two of them at different times. Oh, Jesus. You've been a bit Anyone generous with the there now, I think. Zippy, I just stayed away from him. <laughs> I was slower than more. You stayed on one, <laughs> You marked him in 15, didn't you? When you had that super game against Mayo, you kicked five points. Thanks, Tommy, yeah. <laughs> we, I, I don't think we weren't. I was on you for a while, right, yeah. A couple of minutes. Mm. But we always moved around. And you'll see, you see, particularly in modern football, it's not, it's not like 10 years ago, it was like man to man. Forwards kind of move around. We would have done a lot with Dublin. That you might have been on for five minutes and then you'd be over and Caffrey would be on you or Boiler would be on you as well. So it was rare enough that you'd be set. I know you two lads, that's why it's so nearly famous, mm. the battle you guys had, that, uh, that you'd be on the same guy for 70 minutes. No one paid that much attention to me. It was great. Like, so I used to try and drift into the spaces. That's what happened when you were slow, lads. You had to try and find <laughs> spaces. So. We, uh, we might have a look at that battle just to remind people if they haven't seen it in the last little while. Just the jewel that Keith Higgins... Two carry men up front. Here's one of them. James O'Donoghue. Keith Higgins with it. One. Good challenge by Higgins. O'Donoghue I'm not going to come over oh, here. Jesus. Roll to the penalties. He looked impressive in the opening quarter of an hour. Here's James O'Donoghue. Okay, that's a good point. I like that. That's it all. This wasn't in the original. I needed that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not in the original. You didn't okay that one. Here's the man. For James O'Donoghue. Marty's loving it. Oh, hand pass here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well. This is like juniors. To be fair, it was turnover central in the game. Like, in general. I can see that. <laughs> Started by me. Now, Donahue now gave me a call earlier and said, will you get on to him later on about this? The next one coming up. Hold on. You were unlucky, Keith, there with that block. The worst soccer stick. No, one, that one. No, it's not that one either. That's unbelievable. Did was that you to block that one as well, after no. right? Oh, here's okay. the scores. Oh, there you go. That's Vaughan, was it? It's over the bar. What was going through your head at half-time, James? Because he obviously had you in the first half. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> oh, oh. Penalty. Stone, what? Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Respect the ref. Respect the ref. What are you saying there to the referee, Keith? Uh, yeah, go to Ver on that one. 
Cormac Riley, good mead, man. Who's a net? Is it Henley a net? Henley. Yeah. Now, look at this for a time. Ah, surely for. Yeah. <laughs> this is, that this is, is car crash stuff. <laughs> In fairness to you, keep going, though. Go tackle. Oh, yeah. that's there a black. <laughs> that's a black. You didn't Bare go. Bare hands. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Do you know what though? They that's all let up. They all let up. You'd watch that football though. I'd watch that. Oh, like you gave Paddy a flag. That was a leg break. Now we get a replay for that. Wait, huh? You nearly broke your neck there. No, hold on. Wait for the next one. So what is it? Your point up? Oh. He was an awful man for that. Him and Killian, two of them. Jeez, no. Never tackle O'Shea. Or What's going on? Is this a bit of sledging, Keith? Can you talk to us about your tactics here? What's going on there? <laughs> there was no tactics at that stage. Um, I don't think it was that occasion. It was the drawing game. Yeah. I think you had, you had a collision with Aiden as well in the drawing game, I think, and you went down holding the shoulder. I broke my chest bone. You did, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I swear you were down that long. I swear to God, I got a fracture on my sternum. You're only a little yeah. fellow. I were down for about seven or eight minutes anyways, and... Eventually you got up and everyone's off concerned about you and the ref was standing there. <laughs> you got up and you go, what's the story there, ref? I don't That's know who was ref in the first day. He just goes, it's a big man against a small man. He goes, the big man won. <laughs> and next thing the book just goes, I bench 100 kg. And I'm there in the middle of learning and we're just going like, Jesus. not actually, actually here that. that. I was taking the piss there. Yeah, I knew well, you were never finished the 100 kg. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's what I was going through and learning semi-final anyway, fair play to him. Yeah, Aidan got a good laugh out of that as well at the time, fair so. Paddy, oh, the big thing that stood out there was the, <laughs> it was chaos, like, it was one-on-one, -on -one. it was duels, yeah. it was matchups. Yeah. Mm. You watched that game, didn't you? Because you were playing Donegal the next day. Yeah. It was this, yeah. Um, that was a Saturday, and we played Donegal on the Sunday. And uh, so we had two games played before you played. It's your AIG summer time for us, like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right, just like yeah. <laughs> now we, uh, I remember watching it on a Saturday night, and I normally wouldn't have watched a lot of games. I don't know what you, you lads were like when you're when you're playing. When you're growing up, obviously, it's uh, you're a massive fan of Sunday game, everything like that. But when you get into playing it particularly at the level we go, it was very, very serious stuff. You spend all your spare time out of work at training and analysis and stuff like that, that you didn't really watch other games. Like. Yeah. We would have completely would have stayed away, not against the, the Sunday game, but just would not have watched a lot of games because we knew if we were playing you guys for the three weeks leading into that game, we'd be all over everything. So the spare time you had, you weren't watching. GAA, so that was a rare enough one that, that we watched that game. And I remember, it was like, we were delighted Eid won, because we knew we didn't rate you, like. Really? No, no, we didn't. We were more, we thought, we, just away, and that was early in our battles, like. But we had the 13 final where you lads, Jesus, you obviously could have beaten us. And we just, you were well suited to us, whereas we thought we'd, be all right against Eli. So when not, he a hope, not a hope, not a hope. Yeah, not a hope. but when he, when he, when's the last time you met Dublin Championship? <laughs> 80s, is it? Spillane was still playing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but we watched that and he won and then we were going in thinking we're playing Donegal and it's Donegal or brutal at the minute. So it was the only time in our whole thing where we, where we, we were complacent. Hold on a second. Mm. Did you go into that game thinking Donegal or brutal? Yeah. Uh, we, lads might say others, but we that were. two we, ratings you got wrong. Us and Donegal. <laughs> <laughs> We made up for it for the next six years, but uh, 
But no, we, we were, we were complacent. And, and I just remember watching that game and thinking that's probably not great preparation to be watching. It was an amazing game, though. It was, it was just an occasion. Like, um, I, uh, I should have asked, is there any dubs here? Over the reef. We'll meet you later. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> James, the yapping, the bit of personality. Would you let that come out in the pitch? No. You're lying. He's lying to your I'm face. Not, You're not, lying. Would you not be mouthing a bit, no? I don't think so. I'd never, I'd be too, I'd be too distracted by everything anyway. Do you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, my concentration probably was poor, okay. which actually led into probably a little bit of success against someone like Keith, where I could be turned over and I'd have forgotten about okay. by the time the next that's, ball came around, which is like, yeah. it's, so, it's such like an important trait that you teach fellas now, but I just had such poor concentration that I didn't even remember the, the turnover, so did you, I, don't, I don't think I ever even got, <laughs> did I don't you, think I ever got like yappy with anyone. Did you get that sense? Marking a fella like James that... Yeah, you knew he was kind of a free spirit, all right, you know. <laughs> you go around fucking talking that to a referee in the middle of a game, you knew, but... Yeah. Um, what was it like being tasked? He's obviously footballer of the year, but he's in really good form coming into that game. You were flying yourself. What's it like being tasked to go man on man on him? I wasn't actually flying. I wasn't having a great year in 14, actually. Like, okay. um, But it's funny, I remember the week before the drawn game, um, we were at training, we were just kind of finishing down training, kind of warming down, James was kind of going around the group, and I just said to him, I said, what's the plan for next week for the matchups? He goes, oh, I don't know yet, why? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's a very good I, I question. I said, what's the story of the matchups with the Dunahoo? He goes, I don't know yet, why? I said, I wouldn't mind to go, like. Okay. And that was before the drawing game, obviously we went out in the first half of the drawing game where we were kind of marking them, but Tom Kniff was doing a sweep roll that just yeah, didn't suit yeah, yeah. it at all. Why, why was that? Were you doubling up or was it the way that Kerry set up that day? No, I think we were doubling up, which okay. was kind of unlike us at the time, but yeah. um, just he was in such good form, I suppose, but it didn't suit us the fact that we, obviously we gave them an extra man. I think David Moore kicked a few yeah. long range points in that first half and yeah. then obviously with Lee getting sent off, it just, it just meant we'd no other choice but to go flat out for it in the second half. And but that, that probably suits it. our hands. Yeah. When, he, when he dropped the man back. Yeah, yeah. Because even when he went down to 14 and he had to go man a man, you turned the tide. Mm. But that suited us because a lot of the time we were played our best was nearly when games were a bit chaotic, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of type of game suited us. So second half suited us that day and then obviously the game in Limerick was we just chaos always, from start to finish. We used to always say playing ye, like, you wanted chaos. We would, yeah. we would actually use that phrase where it was like, you went man to man with us and we always, we played poorly against you because you not many teams set up man to man against us yeah. in those games. And it was so hands on, it was so physical. No, no melting really. I don't remember much on Ireland. I know the other end was probably hectic with our defenders and, and your forwards. But, uh, but we were always trying just to try and stay in control. If Mayo, if the game breaks up and they get a running game going, we're going to be. Yeah, like it wasn't a conscious thing to make a chaos, but that was the way James wanted to play, was high pressing, high in tempo. Yeah. But we, we, it was conscious for us. It was conscious for us after, I'd say 13 were bad, 15, obviously both games, the end of the first game, and then the, the first half of the replay as well. And we were like, we were under pressure, like, because you were just taking us out of our comfort zone. Not many teams would have done that against us. They would have said, drop sweepers back and give us the ball. That was never going to work against us. No. But we always had so much trouble with egos because it was chaos. And we would have used that phrase, like, just try and stay calm. And the games always were manic. Oh. But you know, 
the Mayo crowd feed into that as well. Though. Yeah, it's, it's right. The Mayo, whenever, <laughs> but whenever you play Mayo, if there's a turnover, yeah. like the crowd just <laughs> yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. from the floor up, and you can see everyone individually on the Mayo team getting the boost. Yeah. And if they get a score off a turnover, it's like a double whammy. It's like the octaves go up in noise and intensity. Whereas if you look at this year with Galway, they completely killed the game mm-hmm. and stopped any turnover. There was a foul. So that was that noise gone. Man. And any score, they kind of went down injured or wasted time there. But Whereas with Mayo, like, I think if you give Mayo a run on you, you've no chance. Yeah. Because you it's just the Saturday, emotion, the intensity. Saturday's going to be the same. Yeah. What do you think yeah. Monaghan are going to do on Saturday? Banty, like they're one of the most experienced teams. I know Horan's been around the block and a lot of those Mayo have been. Yeah. But like Monaghan are hard work to play against. Like. Yeah. The ball will be out of play. Yeah. It's in play. Oh. <laughs> but even you mentioned that, and like in Thousands looking ahead too much, but if you look at Mayo last year, like in the Connor final against Galway, semi final against Dublin, the first half of both them games. Bad. Dublin were in control, Galway in control, and the game was kind of played their tempo. And the second half, then when Mayo had to come out and raise the tempo, mm. turn into a bit of yes. chaos. Know, they, they turn the two games over, so yeah. When we look at just very quickly, because we're not going to get stuck in Derry Donegal, because I think we all sat through enough of that last week. I don't think it was as bad as it was made out, but the one thing that stood out when you compare it to this game, the amount of kicking. Like, the big thing about James and yourself and that, there's so many clips there in that two minute video. He got so much ball. There was so much kicking going on back then. Mm. And it's not happening at the minute. Would you, do you ever wish that you were born with a northern accent? <laughs> <laughs> Couple of sweepers around you. Just, I'm living with a girl from Donegal, so that's bad enough at the moment. But uh, <laughs> she's there. Um, so yeah, look, it's just the way the game has gone. Like I mean, there's no like you look at them two games and you watch it, 14, 15 men behind the ball. Like it's it's just a different game. Tactically, like, it's different. I feel like you loved the one-on-one though. Like even the way that you went up the horn and said, "I, I fancy going, James." I think most cornerbacks like that are full. I think Philly was probably like that as well. You know, I think Philly just uh, went forward. He was defensive yeah. all, like, so But most, he was all right. <laughs> you kind of hate being stuck marking the best person, but in a way, you kind of want to do it because it's a responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, and like you hate that term, oh, it brings out the best in you. But like you want to actually challenge yourself, I suppose. And it was just, you know, in a way, it's in a no-lose situation. You know, he does well. He's footballer of the year. If you do well, you're a great man. Yeah. But isn't it, isn't it, yeah. genuinely, like, for cornerbacks, it's, it's hard to get limelight or credit. It's always forwards, kicking scores, or whatever it might be. Whereas if your task is a man marker, mm. and you take their main guy out. Like Chris McKay at the minute. That's, that's like, the, the respect your teammates have for you, because it's not an easy gig. It's so special. Couldn't like, think of anything worse. I, <laughs> I, do, do I did it on the goose for about 10 minutes. It was car crash stuff. <laughs> Yeah. In 09. If yeah. anyone doesn't realise Paddy Who Andrews was in the other yeah. corner? Sorry, Tommy. Who was okay? in the other corner? Defender. Or yeah, and forward. It was. He had a full forward line of Gooch, Tommy Walsh, and. Donny. Donny. Oh, Twin Towers, yeah. I think we had like Dennis Bastic. So you had to get. Dennis Bastic, Mark, and Tommy Walsh. Jesus. Brian Cullen, Mark, and Donny. <laughs> we lost by 100 points, obviously, so. Do you mark Gooch that day? Yeah. Keith, you've marked both Gooch and James. Ooh. Don't put me on the spot here now. I just want to say that is, that is the most unfair. We, we will. Sense a soundbite coming. Hold on if a second. the audience got the wall key. You all, you all met Joe earlier on. Joe's going to be going around with the mic a little later. We're looking for questions from the audience. It's one of, been one of the big things we've always done on the football pod. This question comes in from a former teammate of yours, Kieran Donaghy. 
and he wants to know the difference between Colin Cooper and James O'Donoghue. How you'd mark them. Now, he did give me the answer. One was the What's best the player of all time. He reckoned it was vision, because he's still sour at you for not passing yeah, the ball yeah. in that 14 replay. Um, like, I didn't change the way I marked either player, really. I didn't. But it was just, like, uh, obviously in 2014, like, he was on fire. Like, his mm. pace was probably something the Gooch didn't have, and he was a lot more direct than the Gooch. So you see in them clips there, he got the ball, he was looking to take you on straight away, where the Gucci get the ball, and obviously as Don said his vision, he'll look up, and he'll try and sell you a sidestep, or he'll look for that pass. Do you know, so there were, there were different types of players. Um, and you wouldn't change your game? Still no. the same Keith Higgins, bombing forward? I wouldn't say going forward, but I was too, too fucking killed out trying to mark them, but I always just used to play in front anyways, like, that was just the way it yeah. was. Um, and regardless, of, look, I got caught plenty of times with the ball and over the top, but that yeah. was just the way I played. You always said the pace, you always had the pace to get back. So if I got it over the top, you'd still get back. And the thing that used to catch me with you, a lot of defenders would, um, would wait to tackle you at some stage, right? But every time I hop it, or hopped it, you'd always have the hand in by the time I caught the ball again, which completely un unsettled the fella taking, taking the man on. Well, like, I just think it's a no-brainer. Like, I mean, the one time you're not in control of the ball yeah. is when you have to hop it or take a solo. Mm. There's no point in me trying to tackle you when you're holding the ball in here because you know, yeah. you're not going to dispossess it nine times out of ten. You yeah. got it off so. about nine times out of ten when he's doing that as well. Yeah. <laughs> James, then, just there's a quote that you gave fresh after the game that day. You were buzzing, obviously, and you said, you know, uh, speaking to the Western people, James O'Donoghue said, it's always good to pitch yourself against the best defenders in the country. Keith is an excellent player. At halftime, I was losing that battle, and everyone was trying to give me advice and telling me what to do. But at the end of the day, you just have to go out again and have a cut at it. Can you bring us back to that dressing room at halftime? Do you remember that? I Who? do, to an extent. Like, as I said a minute ago, my memory was very short. Like, I didn't mind losing the ball every so often. And like, it, was the way of, <laughs> it was the way of the championship. Like, if you lost it, you go again, go at it. No, if you lose the ball, yeah. God help us, you're going to be chasing for five minutes. Whereas against Mayo, if you lost it, exactly. you'd have a good chance of winning it back or else it would go over the bar wide fairly quickly. You'd have another chance. But when you're in the dressing room and everyone else thinks you've been bet out the gate in the first half and they come over and they go, yeah, don't. Hey, next one, no. Next one, no. Stick at it. I'm going like, what are you talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you saying that to me? And it was that. It was the case of like, just you get, you get your chance, you get your chance. And I was sitting there going, my God, did it go that badly? Kind of trying to go back over the chances. <laughs> but then I always have a mantra, and I say it on the pod every single week. The forward only needs one ball. And like, for the defender to buy the dummy, or maybe to foul you, or you know, to, to sneak a score, you're back in the game then. Whereas the defender needs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, do you reckon they weren't two penalties? Absolutely not. Oh, will you get out of town? You fuck kicked the ground at one stage and you jumped up into the air six foot. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I would say I might have played for that one a small bit where I knew that. Finally. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out. Just no, scratch off the surface. Of There's different. You can, buy a, you can buy a foul in football. Yours was a dive. What? Your penalty was 100% a dive. Paddy, you embellished it, like, no? I'm not I, blaming you. I'd never do that. Well, I, I think you can buy a foul. 
As soon as you shout for it, it's a dive, I think. I was in, like, Henley hadn't even touched me, and I was like, Morris Deegan, where is he? Morris, look at this! I was just trying to pam it into the net to get another goal. Yeah, but no, that's just, that's just the way it is. Like, sometimes if, if a defender is sliding into the ball mm. and you have a chance to shoot it, probably miss. Or if you have a chance to delay your shot and let the defender slide through you, that's yeah. a decision you have in real time. It is like it is a it is a thing where you can play for the foul at times. F fellas buy fouls all the time now. If you look at if you look at wing forwards, they do a little dummy, and next thing you stick the hand in and they tuck it under the arm. Uh, referees are wise. To, referees are wise to that. Man. You're a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> they are wise to it, but like you can still get away with you can still get away with it once it's not a dive. Like you can buy a foul. Like buying a foul is not a dive. I don't know about that now, James. We might have to come back to that in the pot another night. I don't know about that. You can buy a fold. <laughs> you can, Anyone you in the crowd agree with me? No, you can't. You can't. You can. Just tumbleweed going across. Barry, <laughs> you mentioned there you had your little jaunt in the defence for a little while with Dublin. It didn't last very long. Thankfully, oh. you found your place. Yeah. You did come up against Keith Higgins when he played in the forwards. <coughs> in Cause, forwards. Caused you a bit of bother in, in 11? 13. 13. In 13, but playing 11 in 13. Yeah. You were eight us up front in the first half. Why did they move you back? Tom Cliff went off injured. It happened in three Cliff games before off. that. It happened quarter-final, Donegal semi-final against Tyrone. So we, we had a guard to come on. Yeah. And Cliff got a bang, and you had to come back and mark him. Mm. Fuck. You were on O'Gara? Yeah. Which is not the worst thing about O'Gara towards Hampshire for the last Don't bring that bit up. 15 minutes. In it 15 minutes. <laughs> and he was standing still and fucking marking him. Is that true? Yeah. He was injured for the last five minutes. And 24. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, like, I didn't know he'd fucking done his hamstring bad. Like, yeah. He was standing in the corner, fair enough. But like, he stood, that's how he plays, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, but uh, it's easy to say now you can just go balls out for the last couple of minutes when you're looking yeah. for the... But like, I didn't know he was that badly injured. You're not going to just leave a man there on his own. Oh. But, uh, that was before the black cards came in as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that was I think a tough it was, game. Wasn't it was the year beforehand. There was a couple of incidents. Did you enjoy playing in the forwards? Uh, it, a bit, I, am I right in saying it? You only played there maybe once again down the line, the championship game? Played there in 16 for a couple of games, but yeah. like, I wasn't the forward. Like, do you know, I didn't know it where to go. It caused havoc, though. Do you know, like, I don't know why I was put up there in the first place, but like, the way the game was at the time, like, it was so open that there was, there was no blanket defences, so if I got the ball on half yeah. forward line, if I bet one man, the whole thing was opening up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, so like, I suppose pace at that time was... Yeah. You'd nearly be more was. dangerous breaking from the back. I used to prefer that, like, because you could yeah, see what was going ahead, because I couldn't play the game my back to the goal. Yes. Yeah. Do you know, I used to yeah. find it a lot easier coming from either cornerback or wing back, yeah, yeah. taking the ball going forward rather than trying to win yeah. it with your back yeah. to goal. So, but look, got we, a couple of games out of it. That's the main difference, like, playing in the corner for our position as opposed to, like, wing for our position. You see a lot of teams, and they, they play with maybe one inside forward and a lot of half forwards mm. to kind of come back. But the main difference is the inside forwards can play with their back to goal yeah. and it, it causes more danger. Whereas like, if everyone wants to come off the shoulder, there's nobody actually winning it with their back to goal like a Conor Callaghan, you know? Yeah. We, uh, we have been hoping to get another special guest from Mayo here tonight, but thankfully, he's actually quite a good coach. Andy Moore and Leitrim are flying. So Andy couldn't make it down tonight, unfortunately. But he does have a message for the audience and our guests. 
if we can have a look at. Hi all, sorry I can't be there tonight. Um, <laughs> hope you're having a great night listening to the boys, listening to the stories. Paddy's and J- Paddy and James, I've loved the pod over the year. Bit jealous, as I've stated, bit jealous. James, you're too good, man. Uh, keep up the great work. I have a gun Absolutely loving the show at the minute. Zippy, what a legend. Uh, one of the best that ever put on the jersey and still doing it. Absolutely amazing. I, I was telling Tommy and Paddy over the years uh, the, the stories that we had with Mickey Moore and John Morrison coming down in the car from Sligo and me dragging you out after a couple of pints and eating gone off mints and stuff like that. So listen, tell the boys a few of them stories. Uh, have a great one and all the best, lads. <laughs> so he painted that himself. Yeah, <laughs> I mentioned a little earlier that uh, we're looking for questions from the audience. So if you grab Joe in the next bit, we're going to take a break in a few minutes so you can grab a pint and head to the toilet, and we'll come back with a match preview. Then Joe will be going around with the mic. So if you grab him, Andy has very kindly given me a copy of his book to give away. Now, if anyone in Mayo hasn't already got this book, I don't know what's going on. He's so, stockpiling himself. Is he? That's from Andy. Keith Higgins, 06. I know from reading the book myself and from chatting to you here at Andy's book launch that you may not have had a Mayo career at all back around then. There was a problem. You were in college in Sligo with a load of Donegal books. Yeah, blame the Donegal lads. Um, it's hard work. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was a problem, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I went down to Sligo in 0304. Yeah. And, you know, it was a small college, but it was a good crack. Um, everyone enjoyed themselves, but in fairness, like I played Mayo Minor in 20, or 2003, and 2004, being 2005, I just, like I didn't think I was good enough, like, so I just didn't really have too much, not that I didn't have an ambition to play for Mayo, like, but I just didn't think I was good enough, so it was never really on the radar, so I was enjoying college life, and I think, in fairness, only for Andy. Um, Andy's in Sligo as well. Andy was in Sligo And well. is Andy enjoying college life? No. He's not. He's, <laughs> He's bred differently, like you know. Like, I know, in fairness, him, he he did enjoy it, but like he was he was always so motivated, like yeah. you know, like I mean, like my first game for Mayo, which played Dublin a league game in zero five, and John Mahan was over the team, and he was over the under twenty ones as well, the first at the time. So playing Dublin on a Saturday night in Parnell Park, and he brought the under twenty ones to play a challenge game against Dublin the next morning, so. That was grand. I was thinking, right, be playing the under-21 game mm. on the Sunday, go to the, the game on the Saturday night and watch it, and that was it. But one of my best mates, was 21st, was on the Friday night. So I thought, <laughs> grand, we'll go in for an hour or two, we'll have a couple of bottles, and we'll head off home, because I won't be involved on the Saturday <laughs> night. A couple of bottles led to a couple more, and nightclub, and then a house party around five or six in the morning. <laughs> up the next day, got the bus to Dublin, and just avoided the management on the way up on the bus, down the back, a couple of hours sleep. Get there, I was having the pre-match meal and the boys, senior boys are heading off then for a team meeting. I was thinking, right, back to the bed for a couple hours here, next thing, get the call, Keith. In with the meeting. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this Mahan. So, huh? This Mahan calling. Mahan, yeah. So. Had he the shorts on? Huh? It's February now. It's like, up here, yeah. Still, is, still the tan. Has he the tan at the same? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still looking as good as ever. But yeah, <laughs> on the subs for the senior game anyways, and... You know, I was pale as a ghost, like, and just expecting just to be there to make up the numbers. But 25 minutes in, David Heaney gets a dead leg, and I got called a warm up, and I was like, oh, this can't be happening. <laughs> this can't be happening. <laughs> so I got through half time, anyways, and thinking he'd be fine, and came out in the second half, and he seized up again. So came on, and it was about five minutes into the second half, and 
Who are you marking? Do you remember? I can't remember it. I can remember all of it, to be honest. But um, <laughs> You should have forgot the boot. You should have forgot the boot. <laughs> so, yeah, but like, that's just the way it was at the time. But, like, yeah. around that time, like I said, only for Andy was kind of in Sligo as well, and he'd be dragging you to gym sessions and dragging you down the road for training and making sure you're there to get a lift with Mickey Moore and the boys down. And, like, in fairness, yeah, he probably won't agree with it, but, like, I probably do owe him a lot, like, so. Uh, would I be right in saying the following year you're 21's captain? Zero six, yeah. Did you lead by example? On or off the field? Um, no, in fairness, like, that's on twenty two was a very, very good football team, but they also knew how to enjoy themselves as well. So, yeah, but yeah. then, like, it, it was just different times back I, then, like you know. I presume it was very different then in the middle of the decade when you're chasing these boys. So you got it out of your system back then. Yeah, I think come 2011, 2012, I think when James came in, he just brought a different kind of, I suppose, level of professionalism to it. Like yeah. there was. You still went out and enjoyed yourself when the time was right, but it was done when the time was right, like, you know. 20, 2011, 2012, you're probably still getting out of your system, are you? You're in DCU at the time? I was in the Betty Ford Clinic at the time, I think, yeah. Uh, 2011, yeah, Pat bombed me off the team. I was loving college life too much. Living, I lived in DCU, uh, let's go crack now, yeah. <laughs> He's not saying too much about that, is he? No. Could have teed that one up. I'm trying to think what I can and can't say here. Um, no, it was this, I, I think it's across the board. Well, probably not as much with underage teams now, but back then... It got very serious, though, after that, didn't it? Yeah, but I, like, I think the quality got a lot better as well, and the athleticism in teams as well. It's not like you always there's a bit of nostalgia. You look back to days gone by, and you're thinking mm. it was better back then, but we were only chatting beforehand during lockdown. TG Carr were showing the old, the older games. I think they showed our 13 final, and you're looking at it through the lens of today, and the quality was really poor. Like it was turnovers all the time, all the time. And back then in the noughties, like it was like, I think the noughties led the charge, didn't they? Armagh in 02 and throwing one in 03, whereas a lot of a lot of other counties were still catching up. Yeah, it was. It wasn't as professional. It's still not a bloody professional sport, but, but back then. You'd play a league game and you'd probably go on to beer for two days, like type thing. And that's that was just the norm back then. And then it just got a lot more serious. And particularly, we're very fortunate. Obviously, the three of us were in were in high-profile counties that are competing to for the biggest prizes. And that it just got to a stage where you had to leave that stuff behind. And I was probably late getting to the party with that. Mm. And that's why I would have Pat would have had a couple of words with me about it and I was just kind of thinking I'd be alright here because this is what it was always like but the game was moving on and even I remember say Jim's first year in 13 and obviously it was the beginning of our battles that we'd have over the next seven or eight years and it was like you think it's so professional at that point you're going there's literally not another thing we could yeah. do <laughs> to improve this and then by the time we were, I was retiring seven years later that was like chalk and cheese like there's always ways to, to, to improve, and it's it's still happening now. I, I do. I think we all agree. Like we're all obviously a bit older now, but the, the, the enjoyment factor is, I think it's waning across the board. And you see that with lots of players stepping away from teams. We had it ourselves, obviously, with a couple of high-profile guys in Dublin, and, and across the board because it's a massive ask, and there's lots of other things. Football isn't the only thing, but um, I think we we probably got the best of both worlds, didn't we? Like, I think there's a good trade-off between professionalism, but yet the camaraderie built up yeah. on these kind of nights out and things like that. Whereas at the moment, 
just when I finished up last year, I remember we were after a monster final and we all went into um, Torides in Killarney and there was fellas drinking coffee and eating protein balls. Where's your head at at that stage? Huh? Where's your head at at that stage? Are you on the way out the door? Going to Valkyrie's, were you? Vodka and a protein ball, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, like all the kind of, the, the older fellas were still, were drinking pints and trying to kind of get a bit of, bit of crack going, whereas the mentality of some fellas is kind of like, and probably rightly so, park that onto the next one. But like there is definitely a balancing act. Mm. And at the moment, it's probably going, the, the, you're going to lose fellas with the enjoyment because it, it's, it is waning, like it is going. How did you find retirement from the football? I said it earlier on, you're obviously still playing Hurlem. Do you feel like you've retired? Uh, no, I think, like I finished up in 2020, like and obviously there was a big gap then from when the end of 2020 to the 21's season started because of COVID, I think it was April, was it? Yeah. So two or three months there where you're kind of just plodding along, you're kind of thinking, you know, you'll do a bit of work on your own, but you don't really do much like. And then when that season started, it was just non-stop, week on week, up until we finished with the club in November. So okay. like, it was probably busier than ever, really. Like, and it's the same now. And look, that's the thing with the split season, whether it's, you know, people debate whether it's a good or a bad thing. But it, because the inter-county season is so condensed and the club season is so condensed, it's literally non-stop. Like, so, but look, my Did view on that will probably change once I just go back with the club full-time. So you didn't miss the bubble of being in the Mayo camp for... That unbelievable journey for seven or eight years. Not really. Like, there's, there's, look, there's certain aspects of it you miss. Like, you miss being in there having the crack with the boys. And, like, I never missed the training, but you'd miss nearly going training and having the crack as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm. Like, as we, as we were saying earlier on, like, there's, once you're out of that bubble, you're gone out of it. Like, it's just... Ruthless. Yeah. And you kind of have to have that mentality because yeah. if you're still trying to live your life back in there, you're wasting your time. So, yeah. look, things move on as you realise as big. So we said you realise there's other things and... Life is like when you're in that bubble, you think this is the only thing in the world. As soon as you get out of it, it's just like life moves on. Yeah. You set the retirement blueprint last year, didn't you? So, all off. Something new every week. Golfing, traveling, getting married. Living life, lads. Yeah. But when you're in it, like you have to pay the price. Do you miss uh, the bubble? No. Couldn't fucking pay me to go back. Like. <laughs> they paid you long enough when you were there, I said. <laughs> <laughs> But it is. It's gas. Genuinely, we, we, were, we were chatting about this because we're all semi-recent retired. Like, but there's a thing, right? It's heavy going, right? And you look at what, and Jimmy, you were talking. Going, would you, like, you'd love to kick a spinner on Crow Park again. And go, yeah, everyone would love to do that. It's magic. Like, just ten months behind that. That doesn't just happen. And the price you have to pay to be successful and to play to your potential, because there's no point fucking around and not doing that because you'll annoy your teammates, you'll annoy your coaches, you won't be there very long. You're not doing yourself justice. But you never, when you're, when you're in it, i never seen that as a chore. And we, do, we all would have done some horrendous training and made massive uh, sacrifice and missed family weddings and holidays, everything like all that type of stuff for 10 months of the year. But the second that starts becoming a chore, get out of there. Yeah. Get out of there. Because... And I, I had it, I, funny thing, we were, we were chatting about it. We played Mayo in the 2019 semi-final and we were both probably on our last legs. I think we both came on late in the game and we won the game. We were obviously kind of, the five in a row was the big thing for us and I'd obviously have a lot of time for Keith and uh, just went up and shook his hand at the end. And it was just like, 
won't, won't be seeing you again. And you were like the same. And fucking six months later, too, we're back again. You couldn't let it go. But, but it was, it, look, it's a hard decision to, at the time because it's so personal. And you yeah. can have the conversation, you know, he should be gone or he should be in or whatever it is. But it's, it's a massive part of your life. But, but my advice, if anyone asked me about it, when I had conversations with players, not just Dublin lads, but guys you, you know who, who might be stepping away, that, that was my trigger when, when they're driving out the train and they're going, this is heavy on. I'd rather, I'd fucking rather be at work type mm. thing. When it becomes a chore, that's the writing's on the wall. Like you never want to be out of it. Like you always want to be there, mm. stuck in the middle of it for as long as you can. But if you're a 25 or 26 year old, mm. and you get to 34 and 35, and these young lads fucking bursting by, you're like, this is <laughs> did, did you me. looking in from the outside? I would have felt that you probably had another year, just the way you were and the way you played. Do you? Did you? Do you feel like that? <coughs> Possibly, yeah. You, you could have got through the year. Like, what type of an impact you've had on it is the other story. Like, so, yeah, you probably felt you could have stayed on for another year, but as Paddy said, you don't want to be hanging on there and getting niggles of injuries and yeah. not starting and struggling through training and getting pissed off with everything. Because then, as I said, the whole enjoyment goes out of it. Mm. And you're no good to yourself, you're no good to the team, you're just getting through the year. So I didn't want to have a year like that. Um, so I just said, yeah. I had a year like that. You had a Jimmy as well. But it becomes obvious. That's the thing. And these are all your mates and the coaches. And if, if you're off, your body language and you're fucking trying to get a knock, everyone is what? Everyone can see. Mm. If you're that close, you spend that much time together. Yeah, it's very noticeable. Did you struggle, James? Before you I called? did. I, I struggled. I struggled yeah. mentally like that. I was kind of going to training and I was like, how was my calf or how was my shoulder? And I was like, I was thinking more about getting through it than actually enjoying it and m maybe making an impact. So I knew I was like, I'm just going in here to get through, which is never the level of, of Kerry. You know, you have to go in there and absolutely explode if you can. And then AVB matches came up and there'd be some young fella who'd be lifting and you're hobbling on, you know, into mm. your position and kind of going, Nah, this just is this just isn't right. So like it's an awful mental struggle. <laughs> and there's a fine line between thinking, be mentally strong, battle on, and getting out at the right time. And I like a lot of fellas I know who've who've given it up are still kind of bitter. They think they went too early really? or it's hung on too late. If you can go at the right time, it's nearly as valuable as the other couple of years, you know. You went mid season. Was that the right time? I don't know. Well, now that we lost, I suppose it, it was the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> you were there, though, Jimmy. That's... Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't going to get any game time, and I wasn't going to prepare the boys, okay. I thought, in my own head. So I was like, I, then you kind of get paranoid. You're thinking, these fellas know I'm not motoring at all, like, and you're only kind of a nuisance. So I was like, I have to get out here and get back to my club, at least kind of play with someone. That was where it went to for me. Like, I don't know how he got on with that, but the club scene is still very big down in Kerry, so yeah. I still had a, somewhere to go. I wasn't completely outcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With that good friend, Dennis. <laughs> 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 all right, lads. I think we're going to take a short break. Uh, you've all been very attentive, and thanks very much again to the huge crowd that's turned out here at the, first, the very first Football Pod Live. We'll be back in about 10 minutes' time, so grab a pint, uh, have a chat there, and we'll be back with a match preview. Thank you.
the Mayo footballers. <laughs> is it fair to say there was a bit of a buzzkill there about a month ago? Galway beating you. Six weeks. <laughs> Six weeks ago. There was a, it was nearly like a balloon getting deflated. Has the buzz come back, Keith? Or is there, am I right in saying I feel a bit of tension in the air going into this weekend? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's, uh, obviously it's a low disappointment after losing that game to Galway for a couple of weeks. Um, it's probably a lot of questions thrown around, but definitely the last two, two or three weeks, especially then since the draw was made, I think there is a lot of people just not sure where we're at, I suppose. Um, you can just kind of get that sense. Usually the build up to these games is a load of eagerness. The whole county's looking forward to it, but... I don't know, maybe I'm completely wrong, but it's just you get the sense that there's just that bit of not quite sure where we are at the moment. Probably with all the injuries over the last few weeks as well. Not quite sure who's going to line out. So, yeah, it's probably fair to say. I don't think we were saying that about Mayo half after the league lads. We were talking them up. I was down in Tralee that night. I feel like they yeah. were absolutely exceptional against Kerry that night in Tralee. Possibly the best we saw them. They were more, we were complimenting James Horn for again bringing through more young players. We were looking at the dubs and we were saying the dubs were finished. We weren't all saying that, but uh, <laughs> no, we, we spoke about this in the pod, and I was surprised you kind of, you're hearing stuff now over the last couple of weeks, and it is obviously very result-orientated, but if you remember, Mayo went through a phase of, similar to what Dublin were going through with, with Desi, where there was a, an age there where there was seven, eight, nine, ten iconic players, not just fucking like, top quality players, characters that were leaving the team, and Horan had to manage that transition. And Mayo got the back-to-back all the finals. And okay, they didn't win them, and there's always a, a stigma around Mayo because that's building up and the, you lose one and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But that's phenomenal work with the turnover of players to do that when they're in transition. And we were looking in the springtime and saying, Desi was trying to do this with Dublin, with the exact same scenario. There was eight, nine, ten players who'd stepped away and they're trying to bleed in young guys at the top level and Dublin were struggling and Mayo were flying it we're thinking Horan's doing it again here like and I'd have massive time for Horan like from the outside I don't know him from the outside looking in I think it's a phenomenal job and I'm surprised to hear that there's divisions in the, like Mayo are at their strongest when there's unity there like, like James has said and Keith you obviously know and you guys here when the supporters are there the players are there Horns there, the county, but everyone's just pulling in the same direction. They're an absolute handful. And so I'm surprised to hear that there's that sort of, maybe not a fracture, it's too strong a word. And we're only speculating from the outside, but you do hear these things that there's injuries and maybe not, all, all's not well. But Mayo made the league final, and you're thinking, that's serious going. We spoke about go after this game, and they threw their arse at it in Croke Park. It was a, what do you mean by that? It was a diabolical performance. You, you, watching from it, it was like they didn't want to be there. We spoke, we were going, how could, you, how could you not? You've gone through, you've got to a league final. <coughs> the nicest way, in, like maybe we haven't won a lot of finals. Like, why are you just throwing one away? And it was like, oh, well, we don't want to show our hand against Galway. I tell you now, Galway know what Mayo are going to do. Mayo know what Galway, you know each other that well. There's no master plan hidden in the background that we'll put out a kind of shadow team and we'll throw this league final and it'll be grand in three weeks' time. I just thought it was an odd approach and they were eviscerated by, by Kerry and Kerry were obviously at top form at that stage of the season. And since that point, never mind the Galway game, that kind of just sat in there and we spoke about it 
And then they get into the goal again, but the second half was car crash stuff. Points in 30 minutes of play. Obviously, Killian coming back was a massive plus because he's such an inspirational player and he takes heat off, particularly with Tommy, Tommy Connery being injured, and he takes heat off O'Donoghue. But missing guys like Paddy Dirk and Rob Henley, Ushi Mullen goes off injured then as well. Mayo don't have massive depth, but not many teams in the country across the board could afford to lose players of that calibre. And the second half performance was just a complete mirror image of the league final. It was like no ideas up front, totally flat. This was in Castle Bar. They, they had their 10 minutes though, and it's still, like watching back that game, even... Look, the last two minutes. They still probably could have caught Galway in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, but that nearly what? goes back to what we mentioned earlier on, is that like when it came to the last 10 minutes and you were five or six points down, you literally just have just to let go. Like, sink yeah. at it. Were you there? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was I was over in London at a hurling game, so I didn't even see. Okay. No. But, okay. But like, goes back to my point earlier. Is like Do that last it? ten minutes. Did you like, watch it. I saw the last twenty minutes of it. Yeah. Okay. You, did. you thought they were flying it. Ah, yeah. That's a good <laughs> chance. <there. laughs> no, but again, just it goes back to my point. It's like, go were five or six points up, cruising in their they had their structure set up. Maybe we're struggling to break it down, and then it was just like, right, ten minutes to go here. You've nothing to lose. You just have to go balls out, attack this, mm. and. Maybe go a step back a small bit, but maybe again it just turned into that bit of chaos for the last ten minutes. And <laughs> but Ross Common, Ross Common did that to Galway. Like when you like when they're when you're down enough, it's like being two 0 down in a soccer match. You have to go for it. You know, you have to get at least two or three goals. Like if you're down enough, I don't give any kind of Jimmy any kudos the other for, team for having to come back a bit as well. Like. Exactly, yeah, yeah. the other no, team are going to absorb it. Don't concede any goals, and you'll chip yeah. the points. That's well, look, it. that's not hiding, obviously, the fact that the rest of the game was fairly poor, but, yeah, um, yeah look, there's, there's obviously questions there. Like I said, there's questions there after the league final, after the Galway game, and, look, I suppose, down through the years, Mayo going through the qualifiers, they have backed it up. Obviously, the questions will remain to be seen until Saturday evening, whether they'll do it again, and... Does it, does it feel like 17 is a good example? I think he had... Did he have 10 matches in 17, going through the qualifiers? Like, you should have been yeah. caught, like, you weren't... Yeah, we were looking Derry against Derry, we were looking against Cork, Cork looking against Ross Common. Well, yeah. you know, we You'd reap against games. Common, yeah. yeah. Um, but look, I suppose, and was the one co- thing was I would say about that is... Was there questions in the county at that stage? Were there people asking questions of what was going on? Possibly, like, I, I'll be honest, I can't remember, because we mentioned earlier on, like, you were trying to shield yourself away from all yeah. that, like, you're in this so-called bubble, not that you want to call it that, but mm. you're deflecting everything else away, like you're going to work, you're avoiding all the talk, you're coming home and you're training, you're playing the games week on week, so you're literally trying to stay away from all that, and that's no disrespect to the public, because obviously as James said, we fed off a lot of that, but midweek are trying to stay away from it, like, do you know well, what's uh, going Can I just ask something, obviously a lot of Mayo fans here, what was your, beating Kerry in the league final, what was your reaction to that performance, or just a lack of energy from it. It was such an un-Mayo-like performance and it just looked like they weren't arsed about being it. Like, I would have thought that would have been a massive thing for Mayo supporters to beat Kerry and Crow Park. Was there disappointment? Was there, okay, we were playing the long game here? Or what was the response? <laughs> yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? Like, it's incredible. Where are you going? Huh? <laughs> Come back to me in about eight weeks. <laughs> just Joe you all know Joe Joe Conroy Joe's going to be going around with the mic he's over there on the, on the right there we are looking for a couple of questions in about 10 minutes time but, uh, so, uh, uh, grab just, Joe put up your hand and grab Joe I just thought it was an odd thing it was like you got to the league final it was strange it definitely like was strange if, yeah. 
we knew, league. we knew, we actually said it on the pod. Yeah. We kind of thought it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it. Horror yeah, does difference. not give a shit about this league final because he tried not to get there. Because in the, he, yeah, he, he played, played a strong yeah. team against Killarney or in Killarney against Kerry or in Tralee against Kerry. Then he played nobody against Tyrone. But is that not a little bit of him developing the players in the squad? There's a lot of young, like Keith, you, you walk away in. But, but in when you get there, when you finally got there, why not go for it? Win it, yeah. Because Power Choice well, is going to see what your team is. I can tell you what the Mayo team is going to be. But maybe if, they you, if, you, if you do t- uh, think back, right, if you try and tap into James Horn's mind, in the previous year, it was north and south in the league, mm. wasn't it? And Mayo were Division 2. Mm-hmm. So they played a couple of games, kiss my arse games, against yes. nobody good, realistically. Yeah, won no. them all. And then the league final was called off because Kildare... Yeah. Had a championship match, right? So <laughs> the GAA at work. That was an absolute nothing league for Mayo. Yeah. And they got to the final of the All Ireland. Do you know what I mean? So, like, he must be thinking, right? We've had this experience. We had Kiss My Arse League, and we got it together for the. Never heard that phrase before. Kiss My Arse League. <laughs> no. Vintage Kerry is the more. <laughs> not gonna like that. Is that Kerry is coming out like. Well, yeah. But they got to the final. So yeah, I he's thinking. He's thinking. We've played all these brilliant teams. We've sh- we've held our own. We've got to the final. Right. Look, we don't want to show any more. Let's just park it. Show I anymore. feel like though that league win in '19 was a big thing for your team. It felt that was like a big it. thing for that group of players it because we like hadn't it. really won a national title. Do you know, like, if you went back to 2012, 2013, and if we got to a league semi-final, league final, it was like, you know, it's grand to be there, but the league isn't what you want to win. Do you know? But then, even if I'd say, if you asked Andy about this as well, like, that league thing was a big thing for the older lads because we'd gone through losing a lot, like, to actually win a national title was a big thing. But I think, uh, and look, you can't paper over the cracks of that Kerry performance in the league. Mm. But I think sometimes, and this is an excuse for all of them, but sometimes you have to look at where the team is at. So I don't think winning that league was going to be a huge thing for that Mayo team. They'd lost two national finals. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand There's that. a lot of young players there. Like. But at the same time, the I think you went back to the start balance. of the league, Jack O'Shea probably set out, or O'Connor. O'Connor set out his stall very early and that he probably wanted to win something for he, that Kerry team. He had the chest out. out. Jack so was making sure... They had a plan yeah. earlier on to go all out for the league, whereas I don't think Mayo had. Okay. Now, obviously, I agree with your point. When you get there, why not try and win it? But at the same time, you're probably trying to weigh it up. Like, what's the most important thing here? And it did feel like in February, March, that things were going okay for Mayo. Yeah. How does the life get sucked out of it so much that it just, there's this deflation, I suppose, going into the weekend. Am I right in saying that? Are people excited? Yeah, I think they'd have probably gone into the league final thinking, right, it's not the end of the world if we don't win it. Yeah. But I don't think you could have seen getting the hockey in by as much as they got. And yeah. that probably took a lot of the wind out of the sails. You went to the Galway game, then obviously you're down a few injuries. Oshin goes off halfway through the second half and the wheels start to fall off. At that stage, it is, it is very difficult to turn around. It's not like you can just flick a switch and next thing everyone's kind of back on song here and you're going yeah. for it again. Like, you know, well, so that's the, kind of what I'm saying is the, that's why this weekend is so important. That's like, I mean, you can predict some of these things, and that's why yeah. this is why the boys are going to make their predictions. So that's it. So, man, in our coming to town, we didn't make our prediction on the football pod this week. The football pod is, of course, brought to you every week by AIB, proud sponsor of the Senior Football Championship. Check out the toughest for more gyms. <laughs> Your favorite line. Who's going to win this weekend? 
I was just thinking as the boys were talking there, the problem with Mayo at the moment, right, is that there's so much time between losing to Galway and playing their qualifier against Monaghan. Yeah. So many problems arise in that gap. Whereas if you have a week, it's like, right, park that next week. Whereas if you have a, three weeks or a month, to let that fester, and everyone is kind of talking about how in trouble Mayo are, it gets into the group. So, like, for that reason, mentally, I think that Mayo are going to be under pressure, and the fact that they have so many injuries in the, in the form of Conroy, who is, like, when he got injured, I was depressed for him and depressed for Mayo, because he's so good to watch. There's rumours Ryan O'Donoghue who's going to be out. Oshie Mullen, how fit is he? Padraig O'Hara, how fit is he? Could be out. Plunkett. Where are you getting these rumours from? I didn't hear O'Hara. Lads, Jimmy Sources. I'm telling you, all these fellas are doubtful, right? Never trust all, the man. <laughs> all these fellas are doubtful. And if you look at Monaghan, Monaghan lost to Derry, but would they be getting the hammering that Mayo got in the press and things like that? I don't think so. So mentally, they're on a, on a better, uh, better level, and I think they have less injuries, and they have dangerous forwards in... in McCarran, so of course, you're teeing it up here, Jimmy. So, what are you going for? I, I don't like saying it, right? But I think, I think that Mayo are going to be under pressure. I think, I think that Monaghan, I think the Monaghan have the edge at the moment. Really, the only thing that will save Mayo <laughs> is Castlebar and the crowd. That is, it's honestly a 16th, 17th player. But like, Monaghan coming down. Yeah. <laughs> you're not reading the script that's here in front of you that's not what you're supposed I'm, to say he's gone off piece <laughs> I'm surprised by that I really don't think it's that bad in Mayo like we hear rumours about players being out and injured and I know legitimately there's a couple of things that have been confirmed and some things that you know mightn't be as bad as they are but I don't think things are that bad in Mayo and they're the type of team yeah. it doesn't take much Keith like you mentioned flicking a switch earlier sometimes in a summer in championship football all a group needs is a game like Monaghan to get focused Yes. Yeah, look, it comes down to it like it's make or break. Like. Mm. And again, like Mayo haven't had a good track record in Connacht over the last six years, seven yeah. years, bar obviously the last two years, which were COVID and it was knockout, whatever. Do you know, so when it comes to knockout stages, that's when Mayo play their best. Like it's, you'd right. hope it's going to be the thing that will kickstart them. As James said, a five or six week break sometimes can be good, sometimes it can be a hindrance. Mm. But I think, listen to the, Listen to James last week, they kind of took a week or so off after that Monaghan game, just let boys go back to their own thing, and then came back at it. I'm sure there was a lot of hard sessions, a lot of soul searching done. You know, if you got that win over Monaghan and then you start going games in a rapid succession, that's when you can start building up momentum. But yeah, look, that's why Mixed Hard is such a big game for them. That's the way the qualifiers are set up this year. You're going to have a game this weekend, game the following weekend, then we go to the All-Ireland quarterfinals. Do you think we're going to see Mayo in the All-Ireland quarterfinals, Paddy? That's why I, I think this weekend it's very hard to get a read on because it's been, it'll be seven weeks since Mayo have played. Monaghan go well, possibly should have beat Derry. Like, everyone's singing Derry's praises. They're one of the best teams in the country now and Monaghan easily could have won that game. You look at Tyrone and Armagh on Sunday up on the athletic grounds. Tyrone have been diabolical. Armagh were so bad against Donegal. They've had five, six weeks to come back. We, we have no form to go off going into this week. After this weekend, you'll be able to see, and that's the beauty of it, whoever comes out of Castle Bar on Saturday night and whoever comes out of the athletic grounds on Sunday are right back in the mix. Yeah. Right back in the mix. But where I'd worry for Mayo, um, 
like they've struggled against set defenses. I think that's always been an issue. I think that's an issue with you lads and Kerry as well. Um, and particularly if there's key, like Paddy Durkin is massive to come back. When they're playing against a set defense, you need pace, you need runners. Lee has obviously done it for 10 years. He's probably, I would imagine he'd be tasked with marking one of the boys, either McCarron or McManus. Mm. He mightn't be getting forward as much and he, he's just, he's fucking miles on the clock. That's just reality of it. I think that's a, that's a big issue for Mayo at the weekend, particularly if Ryan O'Donoghue is out. You're thinking, what has Killian got from, that was his first game essentially coming back against Galway. He's had a, look at a six, seven week window, challenge games or whatever it is. I think that's an area where it's going to be so tight and they're up against it. But, and this is based off just kind of experience with Mayo and what Keith is saying and James Horn and those guys who've been around the block, I would find it hard to fathom that Mayo would play two home championship games, lose them both and be out of the championship now. I just think, I think everything that's gone on, the history of Mayo, you write them off so many times and we've written them off so many times. I think there has to be a massive performance for James, for some of those older players, that the Castle Bar team should play a factor and, and I think the fans will play a massive part in that as well. But. I think it's going to be so, it's so tight to call it. that the breaking down that modern defensive system has always been an issue for Mayo. That's the game going to be won or lost there. But you say the game's going to be like chaos. The last time Monaghan were dragged into chaos was against Armagh. They bet Armagh. They bet Armagh that day, but it was open. Like you know, you talk about Monaghan being sticky defensively. I don't know. I think this could suit Mayo playing a team like Monaghan, drawing them into Castlebar. I don't think that. If the game's played the right way, like if the game's played on Mayo terms where they wanted to be fast, they wanted to be open. And can they set those terms? You can try, but it's very difficult. Like, I mean, like you look at the Derry Monaghan game, like the first half was awful defensive, and obviously Derry well on top, and then the second half when Monaghan came out and they actually played with a bit of pace and they played with like an SB they just controlled possession and they drove at them. Put the squeeze on the kicker. And they put the squeeze on them and they brought that game back to, I think it was three points until Derry got the third goal. Yeah. And like they had a load of chances as well. Like, so. Lord. Yeah, you can break down a pack defence, but it's all about how you play the game. And if, if you can get up to that level of pace and intensity, you have a chance. We have a couple of questions from the crowd. Do you want to jump Sorry, in first? I do think that when Mayo can dictate the pace of the game, mm. they're arguably the best team in the country, right? But Galway found a way. Really? We don't agree with I'm going to question you on that. Huh? Do you feel like that? Best team in the country when they dictate? When it's on their terms, right? When the game is played helter-skelter. Yeah. And it's fast and it's turnovers and it's points and it's the crowd and you're going, I am caught in a storm here. Then absolutely. But Galway, if you think about it, they found a way to get a head injury for two minutes, to foul some fella and lie on top of him for 20 seconds. Jimmy, that's Galway. What do you think Monaghan are going to do? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting yeah. Monaghan, Donny Buckley knows Mayo inside out. Van he is here all week. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that is the thing though. It was Keane O'Neill against Galway for Galway, yeah. and now Donny yeah. Buckley's on the sideline, and they were both part of Horn's first mm -hmm. management teams the first yeah. time around. Yeah, sure. Donny was up involved up in eighteen, do you know? So yeah, like the bottom line here is neither of the two boys can read a room because they both seem to be going with Monaghan. That's uh, honestly God. <laughs> right. Give me a prediction. I based off no logic whatsoever, which is the best way for predictions. I I I just think, I think Mayo will nick it. <laughs> just and honestly because I don't know what happened between the walk out here because in the uh, green room we practiced this and you both said Mayo uh, 
I, I, I just think it would be a massive, where Mayo have been, like they've been the All-Ireland finalists the last two years as well. There's still massive talent there. Horan's been around the block so long. It's in Castlebar. I just, I think it would be diabolical to, to have two home games and lose them both to be out of championship. Right, but Paddy, right, think of this. No Tommy Connery, no Ryan O'Donoghue. Hold on now, we don't know if Ryan O'Donoghue is out or not. Okay, but that's what I'm basing it off. That's the word on the street. The world's you get the biggest pinch of salt on taking <laughs> all of this stuff. Did somebody but, give you the team or something? No, but that is just the word on the street. You were meeting Horan today, <laughs> that's why you were late. <laughs> <laughs> but say if they were missing those two, which is what I'm basing my prediction off, right? If you took Conor Callan and Kilkenny out of Dublin's team, would you ever back them to win at the moment? Or if you took Clifford and Shawnee Shea out of the Kerry team? Like, I don't think that we realise what big a loss Tommy Connery is. Yeah, and Killian O'Connor is, is probably now up to 80%. Do you know, there's going to be a lot of responsibility on him. He is going to have to kick some serious points. Yeah. And he's going to have to be brilliant. Yeah. So I, I, I just wonder, are those injuries going to cost him? Before I put you on the spot, Keith, I'm going to go to Joseph Conroy. Joe, give us a wave. Where are you? Hello, hello. Have you got a question for us from the crowd? Got a question here, the mic is hot. If you want to get involved, stick your hand up and get as many people as we can. Come start off with our friend here. Can you tell us who you are and what you want to know? Uh, Kieran from Cavan. Kieran, how are you doing? Um, just wondering uh, how would Mayo people feel when Cavan win all Ireland before them? <laughs> <laughs> It'll have to be next year because they're in the Talton Cup, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, don't give that man another gargle. <laughs> well, man, I'm only messaging. Calvin Abu. Have you another one for us, Joe? We've got one here in the centre, making yeah, our way it. over. How's it going? Do you want to let us who you are, who you are, and what your question is? Yeah, um, Kevin from uh, Brafey. Hi, Kevin. Uh, question for Keith. Uh, Keith, all the All Irelands you're ever involved in, um, if you could go back, like, is there any one thing you would change or anything you would? You, you would do differently. <laughs> I'd win them all, I suppose. It'd be the, um, it was a good night up until then, wasn't it? Yeah. Cheers, Grim Reaper. Um, <laughs> the change. Like, uh, I mentioned 13 there, I think, was probably our best chance. You know, yeah. Chatting to Andy before and a few other boys, like, they always mentioned 2012, but I just think we were probably nearly a bit too early in the development at that right. stage. Donegal were... Probably at, the, probably at the same stage, but they just their game plan a better off. 17, I don't think we could have done much more. Yeah. Um, but for me, just 13 sticks out in that I don't think we played very well that day. You probably say you didn't play well that day either, but... That was because what you guys did. Yeah, I just think 13 was one we left behind. Like, we went in, maybe, did we win a point or two up at halftime? Whereas yeah. we should have been probably four or five up. It was a soft goal for Brogan got. Bruno yeah. gets the goal. Do you know, we, we gifted them another couple of points, so I just think... For me, 13 was the one that we left behind, and that's probably the hardest one to take, so. Okay. Um, Didn't obviously, we came get... closer in 16 and 17, but. But 16, not the one. 16, such a freak. Yeah, I can... Is that the own goal? Sorry, Paddy. Yeah. It is, it's the own goal. Paddy Andrews comes off the bench. Lit it up, yeah. Two points. You were pretty sensational yeah. that day. They hadn't kicked a point from play up until yeah. something minutes. You were the only goal. dub and forward, I think, to score from play that day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you keep the dubs to 2-9, <laughs> you keep the dubs to 2-9 in an All-Ireland final, it was diabolical conditions, though. Yeah. It was mad. The 15 and 16 finals were played in biblical, yeah. like Castle Bar in February over McHale Park weather. But um, I'd, I'd agree with you. I, I think 13 was massive. He's our kick out. Cluxton's obviously an icon for, for us, but, but we were mad. we couldn't get the ball like, and we'd no structure up front. We were it was early. That was James' first season. 
So you'd been through the All Ireland final year before. That was early in our development, and we didn't have the game management and the nous, I suppose, where, which we had in later years as well. And we were just look, we were flying all year in thirteen, like we'd yeah. like we'd steamroll goal in Stadium. First time in the well, not that we won there, but we absolutely hammered them up in Pierce Stadium. We, I know it was London in the kind of final, but we hammered Donegal in the quarter final, bit Tyrone by five or six in semi final, yeah. but that was a decent enough Tyrone team around that stage. Yeah. Do you know, so we were going really well that year. Okay. Played, yeah, just didn't play well in the final, but still could have won it. Like, so for yeah. me, 13 is the one. 13 is the one. Did that was Dublin, the point. Didn't Dublin get a lot of goals like off the post and it would come down into Who? the fella's hand? He got a load of goals in like semi-finals and finals. Either points dropped short, flicked in. Well, man, you or had else the one. Off, off the post, down into a fella's hand, or else a penalty, a dive. <laughs> like, he, got, he did get an element of luck there. You hang around with that Cavan fella. Cavan yeah. <laughs> for the Talton. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there, there was those, those elements of fortune where Mayo were definitely deprived of that element of luck. Like, sometimes it just falls their way. Like, for the one that I won, with the way that Durkin kicked the ball to, to Danny. Donahue. Like, that one carrying all our. Did you perform that day? We performed the game that we tried to perform, yeah, which, which was, was a de depression central game. It was, honestly, <laughs> the couple of weeks in training before that were a shocker. Really? Oh, it was horrible. What, like, you went out to stop Donegal after what they did to Dublin? Basically, yeah. What we did was tactically, we kept one to six, one to seven at home. Yeah, right? structure. Do not attack. So anytime we turned the ball over, they were running into a block. And then we got our shooters out the field. So we had, like, in training in the couple of weeks leading up to it, there was no D or inside line. It was just a big uh, area Arc. of cones, and you had to take the shots from outside the area. Yeah. And we knew that it was going to be, like, 60 percenters, even 50 percenters, but that would get us enough points because we thought they wouldn't score enough. But, my God, it was hard to train. It was, it was the game, Jimmy, though. Won us the game. It won us the game. Well, the kick-out won us the game, probably. But, like, yeah, it did. It no. got us in, in contention, all right? You, you like weren't, Mayo were never afraid yeah. to try something different. Like, especially, I'm thinking back to the Rochford era. Rochford always had a wild card in his pocket. He'd try something different. Stick O'Shea on Donaghy. Yeah, Stephen yeah. was good that way. Like, he, was, he wasn't afraid to try things. And I think, you know, you have to be able to try and adapt, and whether, depending on who you're playing. Like, we always had that mantra. It was just, like, you just go flat out especially yeah. against Dublin because yeah. no team had done that to them. Like, so you had to go with that. But like Stephen was like that even when he came in. He was, you know, I think we played Kevin McLaughlin for a sweeper in 16. Yeah. Um, you had the game against Throne when he had Dylan on. Dillo centre forward. Forced, forced Mickey Hart's hand. Yeah. Hart makes a switch. Take him the off. Second Throne changed their team. Rochford pulls Dylan yeah. and brings on Barry Moran. Yeah. The double like, bluff. Huh? You know, I love that one. Yeah, like that was a great... Tactical move, but yeah. again, something simple is putting NATO full back. Like everyone would be talking about, you know, he's the only man that marked Donny, but no one would have to go out and do it. Like, mm. you know, and that was a big move, and it could have backfired in the first game, but he stuck at it. Yeah. So, like, you kind of have to admire any coach who goes out and actually has, who takes a chance on something yeah. like that. Yeah. Joe, have we one more question from the crowd? Yeah, I got another question here. If you want to introduce yourself and let us know where you're from, uh, Ocean from Manitoba. Um, just for the three lads, um, James Horn hasn't released a full list of the players on the squad and hasn't been providing a full list of updates on injured players, which has left us in a situation where we're speculating as fans and in the media, uh, uh, we're speculating as to who will or won't be available. Just what do you think is his thinking behind that heading into a game like this? What, what do you mean? Keeping the, keeping the panel quiet? Is that what you mean? Yeah. 
Can I, can I go to Paddy first? We always do that, yeah. Did you worry about what anyone else outside was thinking about the team or who'd be on the Again, team? Again, I'm trying to be wary of knowing the audience here, but that um, we would always do that as well. Like, we released the subs, released the team, and it was always a fake team um, the day before. And would you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd been named in teams and would go home and, like, tell my man there, my wife, oh, yeah, I'm, fl I'm flying it. Yeah, I'm playing tomorrow. No, I'm not, like. Yeah. And then with the subs thing, the subs thing, we started doing that later as well. Dublin do it. I think a lot of teams do it now. Do what? They don't even name the subs until you get into the ground and you have the match programme. Again, and it's just, why would you give, I know, when you're in it, you're thinking, we're the supporters, we'd like to know, like, but Monaghan would find that out as well. Other things, like, why would you give away sort of information? I, I, I just think it's a culture in the GA. I don't think it's just James Horn. I think it's across the board. We were chatting about this as well. Like, is the Mayo team named tomorrow? Do you think that team is going to play one to fifteen? I, I, I think the GA should come in and just say, scrap that. Like, nearly rugby or whatever it is. Name the team on a Thursday, and if it's not the same, these are all. There's a fine or something like that. Because you are kept in the dark, but. I wouldn't say that's just the James Horan thing. I think that's across the board. I actually played, <laughs> we were playing Monaghan away in the Super 8s in 2018. Oh, yeah. And I was named 15 and I wasn't playing. Yeah, I've had that. And my, my, none of my family were going like, aunts, the family weren't going. Next thing, team was named, I was on. Next thing, phone goes mental. Give me tickets, give me tickets. To drive and the clowners, it's about eight they, days away from all that. Like. They all went. Oh, the no. Next thing, ball is about to be thrown in. Substitution on the Kerry team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Were you my even father going, oh, fucking bollocks again? <laughs> you, could you not tell them? No. I couldn't. No, I you couldn't can't say it. You can't say it. It's so happen. awkward. Like, yeah. Players but, would have gone through situations where they won't tell their family members they're not starting. No. Just for that fear of it getting out. But like, to answer your question, James's thing going back to the last 10 years was that like, he always kept an open-ended panel. There was never a case where he had a set 32 and that was it for the year, there was no one in or out. Okay. He always had an open in the panel and he made no secret of that. Like. So he'd be bringing in lads half through the summer? Possibly, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, but then, like, I don't hear injury updates from Monaghan or from Dublin or from Armagh, Tyrone. And you won't. Do you know, so like, I, I don't know, if, and I'm not having a go here, like, but I don't know, is it just a male thing that like, we're so invested in it that we have to know? Like, do you know, maybe I'm not reading the room here either, like, but it's just... <laughs> I don't know if it happens all over the other country or it it's just us. It does. But I do think it's good. it's good for like, the supporters to know at least who's in training. Like, I think that's important. Like, you have to it's good for the media as well to be able to preview the bloody game and know what you're talking about. And it's nice for the players involved. Because, like, yeah. The players know. The players know. Outside the camp. I can totally see. You say, James Horn comes out this week and goes, uh, a is injured, um, Killian's injured. Paddy Durkin's injured. First 15, I would say, is different, in fairness. But what do you think Banty is doing in Monaghan? Like, it's not just your, your... Once it's in the public domain, as supporters, you feel, we're supporting the team, we want to get behind the lads, we, we're entitled to know, in the camp, genuine, that's not the thoughts. That's the reality of it. Because Good question. If you guys know, our opposition know, and why are you giving them an inch? And that's, this is the cult-like behaviour we're talking about, but if that game comes down to a point... We're talking about Dylan starting against yeah, Gerrard, and they have a game plan. What do you think Conor McManus is thinking? If he knows, well, I'm not marking, Ushi Mullins out and O'Hara's out. 
But what's the point then in releasing any team? Like, do you have to do something? I think either, yeah, release, either, either have a rule where you have to release the team. Yeah, but I think of the new GA rules. I'm pretty sure you have to release your 26 to Crow Park. So Crow Park That's has the 26. 26. Yeah. Some teams only name 1 to 15 okay. online yeah. and they don't even name 15 to 26. Yeah. That's the bigger thing in the GA for the last 20 years, naming cowboy teams. Like, I, mean, I know, I would just change it. I bring in a rule. I mean, that's not... Well, I went to Trinity this year for the league match. And Dublin named a star-studded team against Kerry. Lads were even This country. is going to be a classic. Yeah, it's going to be a classic. Khan was pulled forward. This is this year. This is the second game of the league. I was looking at Khan's Instagram, but he's in the States. He, wasn't, yeah, he wasn't even there. Going to be playing Tralee now in four hours, Khan. And next thing, they, they were all pulled. James McCarthy is supposed to be back. Khan, Callan, these fellas. And next thing, they pulled him. It's like, Kerry probably knew they weren't playing, so the only people they are fucking over is the supporters. That's okay. So yeah. I would say that's a rule that needs to be changed. Good question. Joe, any more questions? Last one, very last question, and we're going to have to wrap up here. So. Yeah, one last one here. Friends, how's here you are, where you're from? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Paddy from uh, Longford. I'm Paddy. Uh, this one's for uh, Tommy and Keith. Um, so I suppose, uh, James, you've had a fantastic career. Uh, won All-Ireland, uh, 2014 Player of the Year. <laughs> And uh, uh, Paddy, you've uh, seven All-Ireland titles, but uh, for the two lads, which career would you rather have had? (laughs) (laughs) Tommy's. Thank you. That's a good question. Is it? (laughs) Do you want to go first? first. No, you can go first on that one. I feel like... I would love to have Paddy Andrews' life post-retirement. I feel like... Oh, hang on. Who, I feel like what, you were, What's the question? What's the question again? Who's career? Between who? All oh, right. I feel like you lived like a king for 12 months and 14. After 14. Yeah. I feel like I... <laughs> I feel like... He's Paddy, lived like a king for about 10 years. No, no, no. That's what I said. Paddy, Paddy has the legacy forever now. But yeah. I, I would love to have been James for 12 months in 14, 15. <laughs> <laughs> I like need to mark me in 2014, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'd say his. How many all are in the middle? Fucking jingling around the pocket there, like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even to get seven team holidays out of it was probably worth it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Go crack. We got, we got Miami, South Africa, Thailand. Where'd you go? You went Miami, Miami, Africa. It's all the same Miami. spots, isn't it? They were all cycling around. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. But we landed, I think I stole this on the pod, we landed to, um, to Thailand and Tyrone had stayed there, Jeez. I think the year before. All right. And like, they were all coming over going, please, please, don't trash the place like your friends now. <laughs> <laughs> we landed I, I think, and Tyrone as well, down in Killarney, are barred from Reedy's, which is like the, the main bar. The, the team are barred. So they know how to enjoy themselves, I'll just say, say that. You've had it in for So, to answer your question, I'd have taken the number 32 jersey in any county panel in any country, so there you go. Uh, Keith, this weekend. Have we been too down on Mayo? I hope so. Um, yeah, I hope so. Like, uh, like, I find it very, very difficult now to sit here and try and criticise that team because yeah, I'm so close to so many of them. I've been there for so long. Um, 
you try to be positive. Like when I'm watching the games, I won't lie, I do get frustrated watching it. But at the same time, you have to be positive. You have to hope there's a big kick in them. Like if I was there now and you're after losing to one of your biggest rivals at home, there has to be a kick. Yeah. And they have to be thinking that way for the last three or four weeks. So you get a chance then to kind of redeem yourself at home. Like I said, they have to be going all out for this game. So, yeah, fingers crossed, you have to be hopeful for it. So, yeah, you are being harsh. Been harsh. Okay, okay. Thanks very much, That was the closest thing to a Kerry Yera. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, no, Yera, you see Marco put it up Kerry, the bag eventually. Third favourites behind Dury. <laughs> hey. That's just taking the piss There's off. only, one, there's only yeah. one power rankings that matters, and that's Owen Sheehan's, and I think he has Kerry number one, so they're the one yeah. to keep an eye on. But Kerry... We're not going to talk about Kerry tonight, but Kerry, you're primed to be caught, just from the... That is the feeling we have, and we're going to get into that next yeah. week on the football pod. But imagine if Mayo came through Monaghan. That's what beat, The season is open. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Beat uh, Donegal. Yeah. And landed at Kerry's door. Like, that is a massive game, then. Did you, did like, the you, way it's set up this year is... Were you buzzing in 17, when you had qualifier game after qualifier game, and you were motoring along? Oh, yeah. I think I've said this to Paddy like, yeah. beforehand. It was just... Because it was week on week, like you weren't being slogged at training. It was literally play the game Saturday, Saturday. you do a half an hour recovery on the Sunday. Few you points. might have a gym session on the Monday, which was literally half an hour, and then it was train Wednesday and game Saturday. It was one session a week, and like, it was the most enjoyable summer I nearly ever had, like, because it was just week on week, game on game. Obviously, when you're winning, it helps. But like, you Is can't training be... just a pain in the hole? It's not a pain in the hole. <laughs> Uh, it's, just, uh, <laughs> it's just shocking, like it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like if, so that's the, I mean, again, like momentum's a strange thing. If you can get momentum, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. But trying to get that, like but, that's what I'm saying. The first 15, 20 minutes would probably be awful cagey on Saturday. It'd you be get over that and you start to build the next thing. Yeah. It can take but, but life the, or something. Out of those two games this weekend, two of those teams are going to come out with momentum. Like Tyrone, car crash stuff here today. But if they go and beat Armagh at the athletic grounds, they're in the mix. Game on. I Mayo the exact same. Yeah. I think Mayo will win and I think Toronto will win. Okay. Listen. You said Manhunt five minutes ago. <laughs> Can we <laughs> see him? <laughs> Big round of applause, please, for Keith Higgins, our special guest tonight. <laughs> a huge thank you to everyone. A huge thank you to the Royal Theatre. It's been a brilliant venue. Huge thanks to our sponsors, AIB. Proud sponsor of the Senior Football Championship. Paddy Andrews, can I get a round of applause? A warm Mayo. Thank you, Paddy Andrews. <laughs> and Mr. James O'Donoghue as well. There we go. And uh, a huge thank you to you all at home. We love doing the football pot. We get to talk football every week. And it's all because of the subscribers we have and the people who are listening and sending the questions. So a huge thank you to you all for coming out tonight as well and for supporting us. And I hope Mayo win at the weekend. Hey. Hey. Thanks, lads. Cheers, lads. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks very much. Thanks,